1: Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman and it's since been used to deny housing to all people but because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement Please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. This is this is this is
0: Greater Boston. Hello? Who so rudely bursts, unannounced, into this sacred newsroom? Hi there, Mr. Octagon. Didn't mean to scare you. Scare. Verb. to frighten, Especially suddenly. I wasn't scared. If anything, I was affronted. Affronted. Adjective. Feeling or showing anger or indignation at some offense or insult. Well then, I didn't mean to cause any affront. None taken. Now that I see it as a member of our esteemed postal service, You're working late, sir. As are you. You're my last delivery of the day. The news never sleeps, my dear fellow. The news never sleeps. Though I should probably head home soon. My beloved husband, Andy Wood, is going to be furious with me. (laughs) Well, here you go. It's from Michael Tate. He's been sending around quite a few of these letters. A letter from Tate? I wondered if I might get one, too. We didn't really talk before this whole kidnapping, you know... Welcome to the team news thing, but I've always said news personalities are like part of the family. We come right into people's homes, we tell it to them straight. I bet I was like that for Michael. Huh. What a concept, Mr. Octagon. You mind if I stick around to hear it? I've been mighty curious about these letters. Not at all. I'll make a full report. A letter from Michael Tate, live from the Underground. Dear, Mr. Dear
2: Octagon. Mr. Octagon. My name. My is name is Tate. Michael Tate. I saw, you,
0: I saw talking you talking about me on TV, me on
2: TV because, because I, I've been missing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm that guy. I'm that guy.
2: You, you probably don't remember, but uh, but but we we actually met before. You, you were doing a, a man on the street interviews about the uh, the red line referendum a while ago, I guess. I was um, uh, <clears throat> well, I was running around like a like a madman because I was. I was trying to keep up with the appointments in my calendar, and, uh... God, that, uh, that feels like ages ago. <laughs> um... Anyway, thanks for covering my story. It It felt nice to know people were actually, uh, looking for me. Even if it's... Even if it's too late to be found. I have, um... I've been locked... In the secret office of the publisher, at the top of Third Sight Media offices, there's a, uh, there's a secret elevator behind the uh, kombucha machine, but I don't know the passcode, and, um, so I've, uh, I've been stuck. The food has completely dried up, and, uh, I'll, uh, I'll be honest, Mr. Octagon, I, uh, things aren't, things aren't looking good, which is, which is why I'm, uh, why I'm writing. I've admired your work over the years, and uh, I I don't watch much broadcast television. I I find what tends to be covered on the news pretty, well, distasteful. It's really a circus out there. Exploitation of one catastrophe after another. Networks hungry for for ratings on the backs of fear and, and, and tragedy. But your reporting is... Usually pretty level-headed. You, you know, you, you stick to the facts. It, it's it's actually really good to see integrity in a newscaster. Hold on to that integrity, Mr. Octagon. And, and hold on to it tightly. I know, it's, I know it's not easy to always be on the hunt for the next big story, you know. You, actually, you might scoff at my previous employer, but I had my days on the beat. Journalism can be an isolating and a quite, frankly, selfish profession. If you let it, all-consuming and self-aggrandizing. You know, how many days did I find myself practically sleeping at my office, avoiding my friends and and, and people who cared most about me? Well, to crank out another story. I let a lot of relationships that were really, really important to me suffer. And just to squeeze out a, a few more words. How arrogant to think you're the only person who can tell a story correctly. To insist chasing this or that lead is, is more important than dinner with a friend or, or a quick call to one just to catch up. In many ways, I was obsessed, and, and I sense... There's a similar drive in you. I mean, the first time we met, I I don't even think I even completed the interview. You know, I was too busy rushing off to the next appointment to be connected with another human. Feed the ducks. (laughs) Feed the ducks, yeah. Pick up the dry cleaning. Go here, go there, do this, find that. And, wow. I wish I weren't about to die. I'm grateful for the shift in perspective. Yeah. It may be too late for me, but but not for you. Be wary of the work, Mr. Octagon. Be wary of your own self-importance. Don't let the heavy pages of history go to your head. Or, maybe I should say the weighty Broadband of cable? Uh, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> this, this metaphor is, is falling apart. Uh, look, uh, that is to say, uh, don't let the job cloud what's important. Be, be conscious. Be conscious of, of where and how you spend your time. You know, I, I hear you're recently married. Congratulations. Uh, sorry, it was such a, uh, well, total disaster, but, but congrats nonetheless. I hope you find yourself heading home early to your husband each day and not bent over your desk under one lone light long after everyone else has gone home to their families. No, no you, you, you never know what the future may hold, you know? Find that balance, integrity, and awareness of what's at stake. But again, I I don't really know you. I'm just making guesses. I could totally be wrong. Our relationship is almost entirely parasocial. I see you on a screen, and I think I know things about you. Really, we're strangers. And you definitely don't know me. Even if we have technically met. <clears throat> it's, uh. It's very odd to think that I've just been words to you. You know, letters splashed across a page, a, a subject for interviews and investigation. A report, yeah? But I'm a person too, Mr. Octagon. I have friends and loved ones and and a whole life I'm leaving behind. I'm so, so, so sorry to see it go. I, I thought I, uh, thought I had so much more time. And I do just need to say that I I didn't go on a bender and die in a ditch somewhere as has been speculated by my colleagues on your television program. If you could set the record straight there, I'd, uh... I'd really appreciate it. Anyway. I hope I can trust you here. If, uh... Everything goes down the way I I think it will. I figured a a man in your position would be well-placed to notify the authorities of where to find my body and also make sure my death isn't completely in vain. The publisher of Third Sight Media, Oliver West, is responsible for my untimely demise, among many, many other crimes still unfolding including a dubious financial relationship with Emily Bespin's campaign.
1: Seek out a woman woman named
2: Luisa Alvarez. (laughs) She's a heck of a private 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 detective, and we'll be able to tell you more. And if you can, maybe give her a hug for me, too. Wishing you luck in wishing the future, search, in the future for the search for truth. All, All the best. best. Michael. Michael. Uh,
0: way ahead of you, Tate, on the Alvarez thing. Hmm. Well, that was, um, not what I expected.
2: What were you expecting?
0: I... I don't know. But not that. He really is quite insightful, even banging on death's door. <clears throat> And is that not evidence of my superior judgment to invite a writer with such excellent moral fiber and tenacity for truth and justice to be part of my team? Another great discernment from me, Chuck Octagon. Turns out, you don't know every single thing, Michael Tate. Although I uh, probably should get back to my beloved husband, Andy Wood. (laughs) I think we both should head home. Can I walk you out? By all means. Let me just grab my briefcase. After you, sir. Greater Boston is written and produced by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. Additional assistance from T.H. Ponders, Bob Rimunda, and Jordan Stillman. This mini-episode was written by Jordan Stillman. This episode featured Jeff Van Driesen as Chuck Octagon, Josh Rubino as Bernie the Mailman, and James Oliva as Michael Tate. Charlie on the MTA is recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Tiedey. To support Greater Boston, visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash greaterboston. Transcripts available at greaterbostonshow.com. Yeah, I'm that guy. All right, I think that should do it.
1: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
2: It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside.
0: Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean?
2: Please, Father, I'll be good. (laughs) Oh, God!
0: Obeying their parents.
2: You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't
1: steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy.
2: Exploring their feelings.
1: Let's go over to the apple tree.
2: Gosh, <laughs> okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans.
0: Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old barnaker house.
2: Howling house? Why? <laughs> now, a boy scout, a tag-along, a
0: doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House?
2: You're to die tonight. What is that thing?
0: Is this, is this the witch's library?
2: I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight!
0: Roger, make him stop! No! You watch! Run away, little ones!
1: Oh, <laughs> i so
0: hungry! Listen to
1: the
2: Call of Cthulhu Mystery program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs and free, all the outs and free.